Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, remember years ago when we talked Mm -hmm. about how Michael Myers was most effective when everything was a mystery and we really had no idea what was going on behind the scenes there? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. How did you like the movie tonight, man? We watched Halloween 6, the unrated producer's cut. This might have been the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It was worse than five? Yeah. I don't know about that. Man, they even put a thorn logo in the Halloween word. It's the A. (laughs) So you know that that thorn is like part of the mythos now. At least there was plenty of expose for like last week where like Meg's was lost. She was just lost. This at least over explained everything a little bit more. Yeah. It over a lot of things, all the things. Well, there's many reasons for that, so I'm sure we'll get into them. Yikes, man. So, yeah, the movie starts out, we've recast the role of Jamie. It's no longer Daniel Harris. Uh, Jamie, the character's got to be, like, barely 18 years old and is in labor with what we find out is Michael Myers' uncle baby. Like, not getting off to a great start here, fellas. Hmm. Yeah. Was that revealed in the beginning or was that like an No, ending? you no. they saved that little gem for the end. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's his baby. A- actually, timeline wise, I believe Jamie should have been about sixteen. I mean it's close, okay. right? If she's like eleven and eighty eight, then by ninety five she's pushing eighteen, but burly. It's like you knew that they did this math at some point. And if you have to do yeah. this math in your movie, You've already gone too far. Maybe rethink the whole idea. Yeah, that was my number one issue of many. Because I felt like the character of um, Kara, who's a strode, I think it would have been more solid if that was a grown-up Jamie and the kid Dylan, or what's his name? Uh, Not Darren. What was the kid's name? Which kid? The, The kid that kept hearing voices oh um danny danny Danny. because he's named after the shining uh so danny if danny was actually jamie's child and she didn't know that it was a conception from the cult that way the age would you would have felt more towards that character you would have cared more because it was your jamie I get the impression, travis that you've given more thought to the plot of this movie than anyone involved in its development I have. I have. I have a whole subplot in my head that was way better <laughs> than than uh, this movie. It was a great I, movie. I don't know. Wonderful movie. Do you want me to get into that already or you want me to wait? I mean, <laughs> let's let, movie well, in my let's head was hear a lot what better. George has to say. George, you I said might, it's well, like the worst movie you've ever seen. Expand on that. Why? What's wrong I, with this movie? I took notes. You oh. want to do the old school We haven't done thing? notes yeah. on a movie so since the first <laughs> fall break. Go on. Okay. First note. Sick hospital. Is that a pun? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, any I mean, hospital with like a secret castle crypt labor and delivery ward is all right with me. Yeah. That's where my kids were born. Yeah, totally good. <laughs> totally cool. I didn't find it I'm weird like, at what all. What this? rune did you draw on your baby when it was born? <laughs> well, my kids were born in the uh, across the street from the actual hospital. So if anything did happen, they could go down in the elevators, go underneath the street, and then go over to the hospital. Which oh, wow. So you really did deliver your baby in this crypt. Okay, go on, George. Yes. <laughs> this crypt? At the University well, of Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania Hospital. You know, yeah. Or Pennsylvania Hospital. Um, wow. She gave birth to a six-month-old boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, the, the baby's age. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly a six month old and clean. Like that baby rolled over and crawled away from the shot a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. drove away once. <laughs> okay, that kid changed ages like four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, what? God, I can't remember any of these names. Uh, the baby's Danny. The mother is Lindsay. No. Was who's the mother? The mother is Jamie. The mother's Jamie. And the kid was unnamed until uh, Ant-Man named him. And Linz- Lindsay is not, is not Lindsay very, not very far back. Right. Okay, so <clears throat> give me the names one more time. <laughs> Danny, 
Jamie and Jamie. Jamie's and the Kara, one who gave birth. Kara is okay, the so mother of Danny. So Danny. Danny's a different. Bloodline. Yeah, 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 Danny's yeah. A yeah, different yeah, bloodline. yeah. Yes, he's a he's a true Strode, which we should also discuss discuss at okay. some point. <laughs> okay, so Jamie is escaping with Stephen, who hasn't been named yet, right? And um, they are escaping, and the nurse that helps them escape is now running from Michael Myers. Yes. Why the fuck is there a spike sticking out of the wall? You mean the convenient people spike? <laughs> well, Jason it's carried that spike around <laughs> in part seven. This one was in the wall. It was, so it was, it, the wall is like... It's like, oh, you need a railroad tie spike? The wall is poured concrete. And they were like, you know what? Let's put a spike right here. We it might need co- it later. It's an underground cult. So, I mean, <laughs> it could have been a thorn in the wall. Uh, oh, that's true. It's a thorn. Could have been a logo. <laughs> a three-dimensional logo. Yeah, 3D printed. Did you notice how Michael's posture, when he puts the lady on the people spike, he looks yeah, like awful. a 50-year-old man. Like, he doesn't... Yes. I mean, it's probably good for the character development if they were to stick with mm-hmm. it. But he looks like old, tired, and kind of over it. It's kind of funny. This was a decent Michael Myers, actually. Lots of standing around. Lots of uh, action figure, Michael. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to watch the theatrical... Mm-hmm. The the Myers scenes are better. You get more Myers in the theatrical, and he's like a freaking freight train killing machine. Like they took a lot of that out. In really? This yeah. I thought you get more. Mm-mm. You get more of the background. Thorn more runes. Story. You get more runes. More runes. Yes. Mm. Very good. Uh, Doctor Loomis got plastic surgery. Yes. Nice. Because they didn't feel like putting makeup on. Him. Yes. Also, this movie is a mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be, I think. It says, uh, takes down yard sign with an axe? <laughs> Why? Just to be because sure. Because dude's unhinged. That dude is, they wanted to establish that oh. he's not very uh, stable. When, when they're at the <laughs> breakfast table? Yeah. And he's talking about how kids have no respect. <laughs> oh, you mean Biff? <laughs> he gets, Biff, yeah. gets no respect. No, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking he gets no respect. Rodney. No respect at all. I'll tell you. I get no respect. I'll tell you. Okay, so um, Jamie uh, eventually at some point gets knifed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I thought Among she, other things. I thought she was dead. No. And I thought she was acting dead when Loomis arrives. Right. And the camera is on her, and her eyes are moving Rolling, underneath yeah. her she, eyelids. She had REM going. And I was like, I'm, I'm thinking, this, I was like, do dead people's eyes move? <laughs> what uh, is going on here? Beth's eyes were moving too when she was dead. The chick in the bedroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my direction. next note is okay. Jamie isn't dead. Weird. She died in the theatrical version. Okay. That same scene was much more gruesome and much more definite. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would think, I mean, he's been chasing this chick for like 30 years. He doesn't yeah, generally man. let people off easily. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, I love, I'm like, if you watch a scene, it's just, he kind of goes up to her with his hands to her face. You know, they kind of touched on that whole thing, how they have a connection. Mm-hmm. He goes to touch her face and you think it's going to be one of those moments and he just pushes her deeper onto the plow. Like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty definite. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. The movie sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if that's good stuff, but it's certainly the definitely kill, the kills were good in the in the theatrical. Just the movie was a mess because they had to cut half of it out because they had to do all these reshoots. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> Donald Pleasance died right before the reshoots. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, yes. There's, uh, why do you think I have a whole page of notes here? <laughs> no, the reshoots is if you watch the theatrical, the ending, you know the part where he screams at the end of the movie we watched? Yes. He sees the tattoo appear and he's yeah. like, does that? Ah, no. <laughs> His Darth Vader moment? Yes. Uh, that is done off screen while there's Michael's mask is laying in the parking lot. But Loomis went inside. Like this, the scenes they reshot was the whole third act. Yeah, okay. so I believe it. Tommy. Tommy <laughs> has a huge like lead pipe fight with Michael Myers. 
he chases him through the hospital. It's actually really well done. It's visually nice. It still sucks, but <laughs> it's better than the story they were trying to tell. Maybe originally. I should have watched. No, you that should watch one. them both. But we didn't want to. We knew you had you were limited on time. But the ending that they reshot is more of a Tommy Michael battle with Kara and the kid. Tommy. Tommy, okay, Tommy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Tommy, Paul yes. Rudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, how early on, George? I wanted to know how early on were you like, oh, that's America's second favorite Kansas Cityan, Paul Rudd. Hmm. Uh, Who's the first, Dan? Uh, Ted Lasso, <laughs> I think, has usurped. Oh uh, yeah, that's Paul true. Rudd. Um, I it's pretty pretty early in the movie. I recognized him as an actor I know. <laughs> Good enough. For George, but, that's a win. Yeah, I recognize him. I'm like, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Wait, that was Paul Rudd? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I was like, I, I was like, damn, he looks familiar. Who the hell is he? Um, well, he did Clueless the same year, and I, this was first though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know his name unless you said it. Right. Like, but uh, yeah. What else? What else have I seen him in besides Clueless? Which oh, I Ant Man. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, forty year old virgin. Do you see that? Uh, yes. He's in that. See, he did. Uh, uh, this is forty. This is forty. I didn't see that. That we're watching. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down yes. for that. That's a good one. Yes. And what's the one That's where a... he's obsessed with Rush, and it's like a buddy comedy with him and there's a he just does a bunch of comedies. He's hilarious and very charming. Yeah, he's hilarious. And he's always yeah, kind of the same guy and everything, but like he's so mm-hmm. likable. I love you, man. That's the name of the movie. I love you, man. Oh yeah. And he's I also on you, Friends. He played Phoebe's. Uh, guy for a while oh yeah banana hammock friends friends crap bag whichever one he was i forget (laughs) yeah friends sucks uh okay (sighs) it's it's no community um (laughs) okay (laughs) and this is this is a note for all the electricians listening um when uh the scene where mom is uh doing laundry and she has to like Turn the power off and then back on, you yeah. know, like the whole, you know, like the hard, hard reboot. Yeah, the, f- the Frankenstein switch down there. Yeah. Yes. Um, I said, that's quite a heavy duty fuse disconnect for a washing machine. <laughs> um, Hence why it bursted a hole in the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superpowered. Um, but that's just a note. Oh, another electrical note that I, uh, that I, kind of saw was in this house i want to know where exactly is this house in real life is it in chicago salt lake city that's where they filmed it okay does that matter no because i saw things in that house that are what i recognize as chicago electrical code okay so just just uh it's good art production i guess uh Set I, set design. I I guess, or maybe <laughs> no Pasadena maybe they have joint. similar things that I'm not as familiar with uh, Salt Lake City as I am. But with it looks Chicago. like they might have built that house about a week before production, so I don't know. I don't think so. That house was pretty rough. I don't think so. The condo had to be the condo. It had like legit yeah. box offsets that were bent by an electrician. No, it sure. had to be a legit house, but it had to be dilapidated because it's the old Myers house. Yeah. So anyway. That's just weird, uh, off topic. If there's one electrician listening, he'll he'll uh, agree. He's giving with me. you a thumbs up right now. Yep, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he saw it too. He's like, yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> okay, so mom axe kill wasn't bad. Yeah, no. yeah, pretty. Good. Is that my first? Well framed. Is well that framed. my first positive note? Maybe. Um. Yes, and then immediately after it was this. This is quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know what was happening at that time. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not how constellations work. <laughs> my next Where one. it shows up like every like three years, and yeah, then five yeah. years, and then <laughs> once a year, and then seven years. I'm like on, ho- and I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe it's just like on Halloween. Like maybe it shifts. I'm like, no, no, that's not how constellations work. <laughs> oh man, six minute ads. <laughs> It's like no, so George, stop trying to like. No, it's just not no. Um, placental fluid. Yeah, that was that's a dead giveaway. (laughs) Someone had a baby. I want to know how they strained it out of all the blood. 
Yeah, it was like different kind of blood. It was like, oh, this is placenta. There's juices. lots of. All right, so I I googled that to oh, see shit. if it was an actual thing. Your algorithm is going to be crazy. Um, and the closest I could get was amniotic fluid, yes. which is something I've heard of before. Mm. But I'm pretty sure like that goes with the baby. They should have right? said like umbilical. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Um, if only we knew someone who was an expert at this. If only. Um, placenta fluid, most of that you lose when your water breaks, right? I I, I thought that all of that came out with yeah. the baby. I don't know. It's on the bed. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's on the uh, sacrificial table. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but I don't But know. you play one on TV. Then we actually get to use the super heavy-duty disconnect. Yes. In the basement. Thumbs shadow. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, <laughs> the payoff. <laughs> okay, so the next kill that I had noted was the through the lens, through the camera lens kill, I called it. Okay. Right? It's where, it's after the shower kill. The shower kill was like kind of fine. Weak. Fine, I guess. Yeah, weak. And there was no psycho. Yeah, but the... But the kill of the girlfriend, I don't know her name either. Beth, I think. From the view of... Like the rear window type feel of like the, the camera from across the street. From, right? Yeah, the camera from across the street. She's looking through the camera. She can see Michael Myers. She can see, like she witnesses it from across the street through this camera. That's great. Yes. It was great. Um, Done way better in Scream with the 30 second delay, which was sweet. Randy's like, Jamie, not behind, yeah. not behind you, Jamie. The guy named Jamie in real Jamie. life. He's <laughs> like, hey, Jamie, watch out. So He's behind you. So good. Yeah. Man, Scream is so much better than this movie. And what yeah, are they, right. like a year apart? Uh, Yeah, that came out in 1997. That is wow. crazy. Wow. Well, Kevin Williamson also wrote H2O, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Thank goodness so. for Scream, because imagine... If Halloween seven, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But imagine if Halloween seven had been a continuation of this horrible mess. Well, once we discuss my theories, <laughs> part seven might have been pretty good. Oh golly! Ugh. Copyright Travis from the remedial film class. Yeah, they're not touching it. <laughs> okay, so uh, another note: just after the, le- the camera lens kill, I don't know what kill it was. Right after that, I said one positive thing I can say about this movie is that the kills are good. And they are a little better in the theatrical cut. Like, if you don't mind the yes. fact that it makes even less sense when you watch that movie, you do get an mm-hmm. increase in kind of gore. But I felt like the Myers is more effective in this one because he's more like the old school, like, statue Myers. Yes. But the Myers in the theatrical does not have the huge backstory. Like, they're not turning... You know, at the end of this movie, he, they just made him, like, a pawn, and then he was stuck inside of the circle. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen in the theatrical. He's Myers. He's a freight train. There's no controlling him. Okay. So even though there's a subplot of this cult and a subplot of the baby, mm-hmm. you don't get all the stuff you got at the end of this where he was basically just in their control. Right. Until the end. Okay. Like, the very end. Uh, then uh, Danny runs across the street into the Myers house, mm-hmm. and his mother goes after him. What's her name again? Kira? Uh, Kira? No. I think it's Kara. 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 Kara goes after him, and she finds him, and he's in a room, and he's kind of like looking like he's in a trance a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Kill your mom, Danny, was my note. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, boo. <laughs> and then... Good. Mom drops out of the attic access. Yes. And I said, oh, hi, Mom. (laughs) And again, another one. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. I should take notes as to what's happening when I write stuff like that. Right. Okay, so now we're in the... I'm sure it had to do with the robes they were wearing. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um, The Illuminati eye on the center. So the scene where um, the evil guy is basically passing the torch to... Um, Loomis. Loomis, and he's talking about like his 
point of view, his perspective, his philosophy, I say, wait, I recognize this rhetoric. It's the League of Shadows. <laughs> Michael Myers is Batman. He is Batman. And he's uh, being controlled by the the Undertaker, so. He was, he was born in it. <laughs> he was born yeah, in he it. He was born in it. By God, King, that baby has a family. <laughs> Why is the guy the Undertaker in this one? Did you notice that? It's very strange. The win, uh, the guy, oh, yeah, yeah, cowboy yeah. boots. Oh, yeah. He's gone from cowboy yeah, boots the man to full black. Undertaker. In yeah, there's not much different from this and uh, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> By the way, yeah, there's a lot of Hot Fuzz in this movie. Yeah, it's true. Um, Just and then that was much better. I have no notes about like the very, very end of the movie, except for after the movie was done, it said, in memory of Donald Pleasance. <laughs> and you cried a and little I bit. And I said, well, this movie sucked all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. No, And I'm sure news. he was like, no, don't dedicate this to me. <laughs> Is uh, the theatrical dedicated to him as well, or only yes, the... Yes, Okay. Because I don't, I don't remember if it is or not. And he made another movie right after this movie called Fatal Frames, which... So that must have been already in the can. Yeah, it must have been during post-production of this. Yeah. And he died, I think, during production of Fatal Frames or right right at the tail end of it to where, Mm. if we're never going to watch that for the show because you guys would both quit, Uh, it's an Italian giallo and it's a bad one by giallo standards. Uh, Mm. At the end, he's like, he just pieces out in the middle of the investigation and it's just like, oh, yeah. I have to go investigate an old case. And like they rip off the beam, 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 beam. Oh boy. And then he like exits stage right. And then you find out, oh, he died. So I guess he did enough of his part that he got to read. Maybe it's an, imp- I don't know. That movie sucks. Don't watch Fatal Frames unless you hate yourself <laughs> or you want to watch it with me because I'll probably watch it again soon. Well, I can make it worse for you. The director did not like Donald Pleasance at all. He said he was boring. It's because the director is a moron. The director is an idiot. The Well, what's funny is this is the producer's cut. Mm-hmm. If you watch the director's cut, he took like 25 minutes of Loomis out. Hi, this is Dan in post. Point of clarification, the theatrical cut of Halloween 6, from my understanding, is that it was a Weinstein ugh, edit to make it more marketable. Uh, so it's not necessarily a director's cut per se, so... Some of what Travis was saying doesn't really fly, but uh, it does suck more storytelling-wise than this garbage heap. So, splitting hairs. The Weinstein cut is the theatrical cut. The Mustafa Akkad cut is the producer's cut. They're both producers, though, so that's confusing. Okay, back to the show. So, when you watch that movie, you're like, okay, first of all, one of my notes uh, why this sucks was uh, there's no scene where Myers and Loomis are together. They're not on screen together. Uh, it's Wynn wearing the Myers mask yeah, when they see him at the end. That's true. So there's no Myers Loomis. Now we should talk about Kara real quick. I've heard that Weinstein had some disagreements. I, I wasn't there. I don't know what he said. But we, you can find those on other sources. But the thing that's funny about the lady that's cast as Kara, she's like a Wish.com Nicole Kidman in a lot of ways. And she does yeah. the scene in front of the mirror where she's like, for mm-hmm. no reason, taking off her clothes. Very eyes wide shut. And it's very eyes wide shut, but it's like years yeah. before eyes wide shut. That's weird. That's a weird yeah. echo. That can't be in... I'm sure Kubrick wasn't watching this shit, being like, ooh, if I have well, Nicole Kidman Kubrick. in a movie, I'll put her in front of a mirror. But Kubrick is referenced a lot, so the, the at least the creator... the dire- I think the director was a Kubrick fan, and the writer was kind of a Kubrick fan because he made references in the writing to The Shining. But the director, I think the hospital room is 237. Danny's the kid. Mm, He's yeah. hearing voices. Like, there's a lot of references to The Shining. And then, for whatever reason, Divine is on Paul Rudd's file cabinet. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I guess, sure. Rock and roll. Maybe he's a John Waters fan. Who know. isn't a John Waters fan? Right. Um, yeah. So that was that was number one. Number two would be uh, killing Jamie, which they didn't in this version, but they do kill her. Apparently, Danielle Harris was well, supposed to be in this movie. Really? Yeah. She was in talks. Uh, 
they she was too young she was 17 they would have had to go through all that stuff with the you know you can only work a certain amount of hours whatever so she went and she she went through all these legal things to make sure that she could work and then they refused her pay she kind of put it in her pay to pay for her legal fees to do all the stuff that she had to do to make sure she could work yeah and they refused to pay her that money and eventually she just walked away so she was supposed to be in it, and in the original script, she did live to the end, and she was one of the. She oh. was one of the. Uh, she probably. Final girls. She probably read the script. No, she was. She wanted to be in it, and then I think she hurt. She like your yeah. She, she wanted to be in it. She, she saw did the all. The, she did all the legal stuff. She went back. They told her they weren't going to pay for the legal stuff. She read the script, and, and like, said, Peace. "Forget it." Yeah. It's a shame, because I think if she would have played, instead of Kara, I think if Daniel Harris was in it, I think it, and she was with Tommy. Yeah. I think it would have worked out pretty good. Okay, so my, I had a big problem with her death in this movie. Okay. The real death or the... Um, the real death. The, yeah. Oh, the gun, the gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that it's by a silenced pistol firearm and not it should have been like a pillow a blade or something. of some kind from well it was the man in black it wasn't Myers I know so it's the wrong person it's yeah. the wrong weapon it's the wrong everything word when that happened I was like what the f- like what the fuck are they doing it should have been what that scene this? out of Cuckoo's Nest where the pillow goes over her head and she struggles until she stops moving that's if they were going to do that. That's what it should have been. I guess I don't. For I a mean, series that is so far up its own butt with nostalgia, and so focused on recreating the same four scenes from the first movie in every movie, mm. it was a weird departure. Yeah. Very weird, and not good. But, weird. But knowing what you guys are telling me about the theatrical now, like, you know, he says like basically you're no longer needed, right? right? And what did they need her for, right? They don't. She had the baby and that's it. Well, why did they keep her alive until then is the question. And the answer to that question was, I think, it was to lure Loomis yeah, for all the ritual stuff. That's what they said. Which wasn't in the theatrical uh, was the ritual stuff in there? I haven't watched theatrical in a couple of years, man. Yeah, I haven't either. It all runs together into one like puddle of filth. Anyways, <laughs> I I already feel like I'm giving the movie too much no. thought. But it's good that because it all this stuff that gets fixed deserve. later on in other movies where you're gonna be like, oh, there they did it right. So it's good to watch again, watch bad, yeah, to no good. Where these movies, the Thorn trilogy, I guess they call it. Uh, plays mm-hmm. on the nostalgia a little bit. They try to recreate shit, but you so don't. The, you don't ever care. The, you say the Thorn trilogy. There's another four, five. Well, and this six. is the four, five, and six. Is the the Thorn, Jamie trilogy we, is what I would the call Jamie it. trilogy. But they oh. call it the Thorn trilogy. Okay, but in four there was no no, Thorn. but it's the same characters. It's the same character. Okay, in five. Okay, very good. Um, I understand. Yes, because now after this, they went. They waited some years, and then they did. H2O. Not very many years, though. That's the wild like thing. two years? Yeah. It's just the turnaround time to go from, like, this endless cycle of bullshit to, like, you know, the, the actually pretty darn good for its time in 1998. Like, what, three years? Yeah. And thanks to Scream, they just, like, turned the ship around and are just like, oh, good movies. We're doing good movies now. Okay. Right. Get the guy that did good movies and just remake Halloween again, but this time with the good movies guy. And I noticed with H2O, they could have referenced Jamie without confusing people and kept the story going as opposed to writing it off like it didn't happen. She could have just mentioned that she faked her death to get away, which I believe is mentioned. But the problem with that is now she, this is what we talked about in Halloween 4, she's now abandoned her child and left her behind to be stalked and murdered by Michael Myers. Yeah, but they established she's not really thinking with a full, uh, 
Like she's dealing with enough on her own. I don't know. People people walk away all the time because they can't cope. Uh, it's forgivable. There's plenty of shit in part eight <laughs> that is not forgivable with that character. So, or nine? Is it eight? When when does she? How many of these movies are there? There's eight. about to be thirteen. Yeah. It's going to beat Jason to number 13, but not not by much it sounds like if the news is to be believed for next year. So yikes. Word. So we have seven more movies. No, you've only got you've only got well I know cuz I already saw H2O. You've got five more movies. If we watch five? them all cuz the two zombies and the three new ones. Oh, uh, that's if we watch the remakes, yeah. Which we probably should watch one. Oh, we we are absolutely yeah, going to watch one. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we will not make him watch two. <laughs> no, cool. I don't. I'm not watching. I refuse. I two, on two, moral grounds. Although two will make him love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Hey, so while we were talking, I checked in with a an expert I know on the subject of babies falling out of women. And I said, hey, uh, so would a doctor be able to differentiate between placental fluid and blood examining a woman after birth? Like hours after birth. 24 hours after birth, yeah. And uh, she wanted more information. So I said, okay, it's a dead lady. (laughs) You're examining a dead lady, uh, theoretically, and she's had hemorrhage, obviously. Would you be able to present me a vial of placental fluid in a way of like, hey, we just collected this from a body? Does it separate like oil and vinegar? And she's question. like, maybe. Okay. <laughs> really? Maybe. Uh, it's something that you could do. Uh, it's not something you actively do clinically, but a forensics person could do so. So that doctor in that hospital probably couldn't, I think is the vibe I'm getting from this answer. But if right. you were to take that body and do like a full autopsy, a uh, forensics scientist might be able to separate like, oh, hey, Placental fluid. I mean, the thing that's weird gotcha. about that is, though, I mean, from my own personal experience uh, and from that of my friends, I'm pretty sure any decent doctor and or uh, coroner would be able to notice, like, 24 hours after birth, that body has changed significantly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you wouldn't need the placental fluid to be able to figure out, like, oh, a baby passed through this body an hour ago. So I mean, first wait, of all, did they collect the fluid when she died, or did yes. they collect the fluid when they got her from the barn? It was when she uh, was dead, because uh, I think okay. they only presented the, the fluid after she. No, it had to be after she was dead. Okay, unless she was in a coma. She was still laying in that bed. It's possible when he pops that vial out. I think she's already been shot in the face. Okay, she has been, but when did they collect it? Good right. question. We don't. We don't know. Plot hole. Also. <laughs> In this movie? <laughs> aren't there aren't there lots? I mean <sighs> there's a lot of physical changes that happen during childbirth from what I yes. remember <laughs> and, and, from school. And, and a lot of them are just that y- you can pick up you can pick it up visually. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't need the fluid to be able to tell and, like, oh and baby. Right. And also, I don't know, blood work, which is like a standard thing that they do when you go to a hospital. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, but in a world where we got placental fluid, you've got yes. the uh, constellations that appear and disappear every couple of years. Maybe the science is just different in this world. Hmm. Huh. What was the uh, what was the condition in the other movie that Dan had a huge problem with? Oh, it was an infraction of some sort. Yes, uh, not an yeah, infarction. In this, it was in this an universe mm. where they have infractions. Hey, this is Dan in post. I continued my research after we finished the episode, kept uh, grilling my local experts on babies falling out of women. And right away, I was given clarification that this placental fluid that I was referring to is amniotic fluid, and I'm using the wrong term. So it really is another infraction, infarction moment where uh, a little bit of research on the writer's side might have saved me from looking like an idiot talking about the wrong uh, fluid label. Also, uh, when I presented the entire scene again, it was pointed out to me that, oh yeah, that pelvis would be exploded and any good doctor would notice, like, hey, a baby definitely fell out of this region here. Um, 
you know, the region where the babies fall out. Guys, ew. Anyway, Miracle of Childbirth, Uncle Baby Gross, this movie blows. Back to the show. Here's one thing that struck me as odd. When they drive past Tommy's house and he's looking out the window and the friend, was her name Beth? Mm Mm-hmm. Was telling Kara about this guy. Yeah. And she's saying all these things about Tommy, who lives across the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he lives right there. You should probably know him. And he's pretty fucking famous. Famous enough to be in the headlines on his wall. It says, Tommy Doyle survives Halloween massacre. (laughs) But the friend is like, something really weird happened when he was a kid. Like, something? Like, she doesn't... It's the biggest freaking thing that ever happened in that town. She's about the same age, right? She's a little younger, maybe she doesn't. Yeah, she's in college. But, like, she's not allowed to celebrate Halloween for a reason. You know, you'd think in that whole town, everybody would be aware of the business. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Footloose in that town. Like, you're not allowed to celebrate Halloween. Why? Well, Tommy participated in that event that canceled Halloween Yeah, go ask Tommy. He'll tell you. Yeah, so not something weird happened to him. (laughs) Like, he was person four in the entire story. Yeah. So. But then again, she is part of the collected collection of people that are uh basically trying to resurrect Halloween. The friend is. Right. So she should know even more. If she's that big of a fan of Michael Myers, she should know. No, no, is she a fan of Michael Myers or She seemed she... to be kind of a geek about it. Like when they were she's like this is the Myers house. This is the room where it happened. Uh, this like I she guess. was like the one pushing for that radio DJ to come to the town. So who was supposed to be Howard Stern, by the way. Was it Howard Stern? I got more of like a man-cow vibe. Do you guys remember man-cow? Yeah, I remember man-cow. Just I like believe shittier they approached... Howard Stern. Yeah. They approached Stern and he, he turned it down. Yeah, Good. as any self-respecting... <laughs> well, he's uh, not very self-respecting back then. Uh, what was my other thing? Uh, the Strode family. Oh, first of all, no title sequence threw me off. Yeah, very weird. I was like, it didn't feel like a Halloween movie because they never did anything... There was no build-up. It just mm-hmm. went right into her being wheeled into the room, having a baby. Yeah. Uh, you need some kind of montage. You need something with a pumpkin. You need something with that blinking music with the jack-o'-lantern. You mm-hmm. need something. Yeah. They didn't have that. So I, against them, I have to say. Uh, Tommy Doyle should have been... They kind of hinted towards it a few times. He, he should have become the Loomis of this movie. Yeah. They showed his obsessive nature. They showed his, uh, you know, compulsion. They showed everything, but they never kind of made that Tommy Jason transition with him to commit to it. Like, I guess because Loomis was there, so they didn't want to fully do that. But I think that would have made it more interesting. Um, Dan, did you pick up on the fact that the dad, Mr. Strode, might be the father of Danny? There's a, I'm going to say no, uh, but I will acknowledge that there's a really weird, like, who is whom at the table at the beginning of the movie when you've got the introduction of uh, the Biff character and his wife and Danny and the Mm -hmm. mom, like, the casting ages are so old that, like, at first I was like, oh, so this is Biff and his mom and his wife who has a kid. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, that's his daughter. And he's like a bastard son. I never, I never, I didn't think that in the text of the movie, there was any like hint that it may be some kind of incestuous father daughter. I felt I didn't was, get that there was, from the text. I was just confused at first shot, because the ages are funny. Shoots him. What's that? The ages are funny enough that I'm like, you know, the mom seems way older and the dad seems a little bit younger, almost to the age of his daughter in the movie who is cast older like they always do in these movies. So that yeah, threw me it, off at first. I'm going by actual behavior. Oh, golly. Thing. And okay. she shoots her dad, she shoots her dad a look that made me think that there's history there more than just him being an asshole. And then his automatically going after her for basically running from like I think that she that child is his he wanted her to get 
it eliminated and she kept them and there's animosity there because there's the that's the evidence of the occasion that's that's what i got from that okay and then he has a weird picture of her in his office where she's all dolled up and it's like a framed picture of her where it's not out on a shelf or a mantle it's like in a drawer well, he was mad at her, so he put it away. Uh, yeah. It seemed um, very strange to me. <laughs> okay, I did not get that vibe at all. Oh, okay. In fact, I was also confused at the very start of the table conversation and as to who was who. Well, the mom I, says that, that... I also thought the mother was the, was the grandmother. She What's is. her name? Kara? I thought she was Kara's grandmother. Okay. But she's not. She's her she's mother. She's her mother. And then when the mother and father were established, and then I was like, oh, okay, so Danny's her kid, then that means that that's her sibling, and that's the ki- the little Danny's well, uncle. The mom says uncle, yeah. And But I even got that before she said uncle, so mm-hmm. like, as I wasn't assuming anything uh, that was anything like that was like you were saying anything wrong yeah. or weird i was just i was mapping out who every like what who was in what generation basically right. like and it was confusing but i got it because i mean they I hammer it well, well eventually it's well written <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why you got it no i just i i was going by the behavior almost like it was like acting choices they made cho- some the actors made choices in that scene mm. To I behave have to watch, in a certain way. I have to watch it again. Um, you know how we talked about it sometimes when when a character like Richard Gere in in Primal Primal Rage, uh, <laughs> where he's making character choices to agree or react, and he's not really using written words, but he's making choices. I felt she made choices visually. To maybe she did it just for her own personal, you know. Uh, character development i don't know but she was definitely doing more than was on the page i i guess i'm gonna say also why didn't she just get a tissue before she left the house probably just wanted to get out of there i don't know it's probably not the first time you hit her i know but like she knows her nose is bleeding yeah she like left the house see well, she wanted to get that just, shot. <laughs> just, clean, yeah. just clean that up real quick. That uh, it's is it Deborah Strode. The is that the the mom? The mom, yeah, the mom from uh, Better Off Dead. She's only forty eight at the time they made this movie, and she looks. So she's she could play high school. Age. She looks sixty five. Like they've got her dressed up to where yeah. she's actually younger than the guy that plays the the Biff dad. But they've got her in makeup and stuff to make her look ancient for some reason. It's a weird... This movie sucks a lot. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just that she looked too young, you know, that it would be confusing. So they made her look way old. So it was confusing in a different way. I'm very... Mm. Or maybe she's just... Yeah, because how old is Kara's brother? He's in college, right? He's in high school. Oh, Butthead? He's in high school. Yeah. Yeah, Butthead. (laughs) Oh, my God. That scene... Dude... Go back and watch. This is the if you're gonna go back and watch any of this movie, it's when he does his butthead voice to the murder drawing, and he yeah. goes, yeah. "I think it's cool." <laughs> but yeah. then if you watch, the camera doesn't move, and he like forgets that he's in character, and so he goes back to like regular guy. Yeah. <laughs> he like loses his character and stays on the screen for another like five seconds or so. It's hilarious. It looks like he thought they were gonna cut, and then they don't. Well, oh, based on what so I've good. learned about this director, I have a feeling he probably gave him that note, and it's not in the script. <laughs> oh my said, gosh! Hey, do a butthead impression. Hey, it's the '90s. We've already got shock jocks. Now we need butthead. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie. So one other fun pe- fact that's going to make Dan upset. Oh no! Chris Christopher Lee was supposed to play Win. Oh, that would have been awesome. Man in Black would have been sweet. You don't know. You, you don't know Christopher Lee. He's in Star Wars, yeah. isn't he? He's in real stuff that people know. Uh, yeah, he was in the Star Wars prequels. He played Count Dooku, but he he for years he played Dracula in like Dooku. Ha- ha- yeah, Count Dooku. 
Count Chocula? Count Chocula. Count Chocula. <laughs> but how many movies? He's, yeah. he's been, oh, 286 didn't credits. He, That's amazing. Didn't he uh, have a lightsaber fight with Yoda? Mm, yes. No, it, that was the Emperor. Oh, didn't he? I oh, wait, know. no, Dooku did have a fight with, yeah. with Yoda as well. He yeah. did. I know But who Anakin is. cuts his head off. Spo- spoiler alert. <sighs> Man. Did you see the meme going around recently where it was like... Uh, it was the actor who played Anakin and the actor who played the little boy that he slaughtered when he slaughtered yeah. all the little children. And they were like hanging out and being buddy buddy and stuff because it was like a real life picture of like what they're like today. Okay. And they were just like hanging out with each other like, hey, we were in the same movie. Right. And I forget what the meme said, but it was pretty much like about like forgiveness, but like kind of being sarcastic. <laughs> it was really funny. Was it? <laughs> it's when he comes in, he's like... <laughs> Help us, please. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That yeah. kid and, and <laughs> that kid. Uh, My favorite Christopher funny. Lee story that uh, I'm going to you know, tell you without having ever verified. Uh, he's in a movie okay. called Eugenie or Eugenie or something like that, directed by Jess Franco, which if you know who Jess Franco is, you know what that movie's like. Uh, but basically there are shots in the movie where he is like in the foreground in an apartment and behind him, people are like, make it out and banging and stuff. And for nice. years he maintained yeah. that he had no idea he was doing an erotic movie. <laughs> and it's like, you never turned around. Like you didn't, you didn't hear anything going on three feet behind you. It's wonderful. <laughs> Eugenie, not great. Uh, yeah. He had no idea. No idea what that <laughs> sound was. Very funny. Good old Christopher. <laughs> <Lee>. <laughs> Right, so can I can oh, I uh, say what I think would have kind of fixed this movie for me? Sure. Are we at that point? Yeah. I mean, if you can fix this movie, I would be very pleased with you. Okay. So Halloween Six came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. And Peter O'Hurley, is it Hurley? Who's the guy who plays? Uh, the old man in RoboCop. Dan O'Hurley? O'Hurley was like 80, 78 years old when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Halloween 6. Wouldn't it have been awesome if there was no win in this movie and instead it was Cochran from Halloween 3 and they connect Sh- Silver Shamrock Factory Instead of the thorn mm. underground cult. Yeah. So to mm-hmm. fix this movie, you would unmake it and then make something similar but way better, is what you're saying. So there's no actual I saving would, this movie. You, you'd have to. No, yeah. I wouldn't be able to save this movie, but if I was writing this movie, I would have totally made the connection and actually had Cochran, since he was in his 80s, early early 80s, late 70s, it was, playing it was doable. the win character. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being an old doctor friend of Loomis, you connect all of it with, and you already kind of have the Celtic, not Celtic, but like the Druids connection with the Stonehenge from part three. They could have done it. Instead of this half-cocked, you know, sacrificial. So are we doing Stonehenge? Huh? So are we doing Stonehenge? I don't know. It's a little small. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not fucking doing Stonehenge. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, I'm always looking well, for off-ramps to get Michael Myers to cross over to the Halloween 3 universe just for funsies, because I know that's like something mm-hmm. they never intended, but we love Halloween 3 here, so... And I love Dan O'Hurley a lot. Uh, if you remember our our failsafe episode, if you if you remember our failsafe episode, I love Dan O'Hurley, and of course he's in RoboCop as well. So anything to get him into more movies I'm watching is great. It's just a shame that to save this movie you'd have to destroy this movie. Like there has to be a way to redeem all this nonsense and make a Halloween Seven that is like watchable. But I, I don't I don't see I don't know how. Well, I know of a guy on YouTube that actually did a Sandman type uh, edit where he took everything that was salvageable from the theatrical 
everything salvageable in the producer's cut and created his own version of this movie. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it saves it. Uh, You can. I know a lot of people hate the whole idea of a cult and all that stuff, but it it's not a bad idea. I think the execution of it was where it went wrong. Seems like I nowadays they, a lot of people would really like the idea of a cult. Well, being responsible for all the ills in the world and such. Well, mm. no, yeah, it wouldn't have been any different than than what we talked about with the fog, where you have this this ghost story lineage type thing where the these ancestors of these families were the reason why these pirates were killed or died and then they were cursed. So if you do the same thing with the town or something that maybe relates more to the town and not so much a, an ancient Celtic there's a way to do it, I think. And the 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 mystical Yeah, what you're saying is like a a modern day fog with the town of Haddonfield. Right. Where Myers Myers is connected in a way, maybe not a pawn for these robe wearing morons, but more like a because that group they were not top not, tier top no, shelf bad not. guys. Like, no, none of them looked uh, like they'd ever practiced wearing those robes. Like everybody no. looked awkward, like they were trying them on for the first time. I just think if they took notes from like a movie like Terminator, where the premise is the execution of a child who in the future is going to, you know, eliminate why the purpose of the machines. So if Myers is like the Terminator and they figure out a way to connect Myers to that lineage uh, battle in a way. And still connect it somehow to black magic or the occult. It can be done, but I just don't think that this director was the right director. And I think the writer, based on what I've read about him, was a huge Halloween fan. And they shot maybe 50% of his original script. So, A couple of things that I'm having I'm trouble with. The idea, I mean, a lot of it comes back to like how far we've come, right? From a an escaped mental patient murderer who stole a mask from a hardware store to now like somehow it's 20 years later, he's still got the same mask and now he's like a druidic super monster. Like mm-hmm. how far we have fallen from a simple concept with a great twist that maybe he was more than meets the eye, right? Right. And now just the more they set up this like, oh, now he's got a tattoo we haven't explained. Now he's got a guy with cowboy boots. Now we don't know what the, now that girl is going to be psychic, but maybe she's not. But now she's killed a guy. But now we don't care that she killed a lady because the bathtub was too hot. Like <laughs> the writing mm-hmm. process for four through six is like a, it's like a master class on how to just completely derail a property. Well, I think it's the chicken or the egg theory here. Like, you're saying that it was simple, and then you're right, and it worked. And here's the people who are saying, okay, we are trying to explain why this thing continues to do what it's doing. So then they try to do this whole backstory of why it's doing was, But then the true fans are sitting there going, I don't care. It's awesome not knowing. It's better if you yeah. don't tell me. Don't tell right. me. You're messing it's it. Better with. Not, it's better not to meet your heroes. But it's, it's true. The more, even Carpenter was part of this. I mean, the whole idea of the sister, now you're doing patterns. Yeah. So, okay, if he kills his sister when he's eight, and then he comes out of, of hibernation to kill his other sister then now you've caused a pattern. So now the writers from into the future, you got to think like superhero movies or whatever. They want to go to the source material, but they want to use their own story. So every writer's going, okay, we got to explain why he continues to go after this bloodline. And if Carpenter never did that, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Then it becomes an entity, pure evil, driven by, we don't know. 
I mean, yeah, he he could just which is better. <sighs> yeah, I don't Jason know. is a revenge character. Yeah. Freddy is supernatural. What is Myers? Sexy. He's human. <laughs> He's sexy. He's human that becomes supernatural. Or was he always supernatural? Did you notice the part here human? where the girl was uh, <laughs> was on the radio that she was talking about how hot he was yeah, or whatever? Yeah. The, I, yeah. I forgot that that was in this movie, but yeah, thinking back to those people I've talked it, I thought to in real life about their sexy <laughs> Michael Myers fascination, I guess it's always been that way to where they even featured it in the damn movie. Ooh. Yes, all the all the people that you asked to email you to explain it. Oh my gosh, so Way weird. back when, big fan. Mm. Remedial film prodigy. Aaron, Aaron would explain that to us. His obsession with Mike Myers. I don't know that he's in the Mike Myers, but if he is, I'm sure he'll email me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's that. It doesn't fix it for me, but it's an interesting yeah. concept, like a uh, Halloween five and six that intentionally tried to circle back and make Halloween three canon would be badass, but they didn't do that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Hey, well, but- they tried to. <laughs> They tried to put three in this movie. Uh, I read in an interview that the mom was going to be watching Halloween 3 on the TV. Oh, that would be great. So, and you so don't even have to make it, all... it canon. You can just do it like they right. did in Halloween 3 where they were watching Halloween 1 on TV. That yeah. would make sense in the franchise, but no. 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 Plus, you might get some Tom Atkins in this movie, which is always good. <laughs> I wonder how big the TV disconnect was. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing if you had one of the old ladies like totally like really enjoying the sight of Tom Atkins, you know, because he's yeah. always getting the ladies, get one of those old ladies all a flutter because he's it's that mustache be amazing. Uh, yikes, this movie. Uh, George, do you see why we didn't make you watch two cuts of the same movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then for the next movie, they literally just throw it all in the trash and go back to Halloween 2 again. So, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Sometimes <laughs> we do things that are nice for George. This was one of those times. Yeah, it, it is amazing, like you said, Dan, how how far this franchise strayed. And how quickly. Yeah. Like, basically, Halloween 4 is just Halloween 2, <laughs> if yeah. you think about it, because Halloween 2 actually wasn't supposed to exist. So Halloween 4 is the sequel, and... Between four and five, they went from unexplained killer yeah. to cult. Like, it's, yeah. it's way disgusting. too much explained yeah, killer. Way too much. Oh. They mansplained it. Which is funny because you could explain Jason all day long and it'd be great. But it's just because the basis of Michael Myers is so nebulous and they chose the worst possible way to explain it. <laughs> Well, yeah. How would you explain his behavior? Uh, well, you know, maybe we should wait and talk about that later in October. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they definitely put a pin in it because it dies tonight. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> let me get my uh, my iron. We'll talk about it. Mm. Uh, George. Wolf. Halloween yeah. six. You want to watch it again? No. Okay. Uh, don't. It's not good. Uh, but I'm glad you watched it because you can see like this franchise really self-corrected to H2O, which was, if I remember correct, one you actually liked. Yeah, and it kind of makes the Busta Rhymes stuff not so bad after watching this. Yeah, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you say H2O, I'm like H2O was the like, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm kind of like remind me of what Return. It is. Yeah, it's the one with uh, LL Cool J, and LL it is cool not bad. J. It yeah. is good. Although that one guy's yeah. haircut is bad, but that's okay. Yes, Josh Hartnett. That's all right. He saved Went us in Mogadishu, so it's fine. Um, yes. So, George, the thing about the Halloween franchise, they mm-hmm. did 7 and 8, H2O and Resurrection, and then something about shocking Michael Myers in the junk with speaker cable just didn't sit well with audiences and they took a step back and they decided maybe it was time to stop making sequels that are just the same thing every time. Maybe it's time to give a visionary director the opportunity to just straight up remake Halloween for a modern audience. Okay. So what do you think? Should we go back 
to basics. Let's remake Halloween with a visionary director who will put his own spin on the franchise. I'm for it. If that's where we're going, I'm 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 down. Now, are you aware of what visionary director I'm referring to? Um it's probably that one that you said it was uh that you guys aren't a fan of. Hey, I never said I wasn't a fan of uh I never said I wasn't a fan of him. No. We are of course referring to the 2007 Halloween directed by one Robert F Zombie. Yeah, Rob Zombie. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. So yeah, that's where we I go. Next. You said okay, yeah, this is the one where you where like he did the backstory and Michael Myers was like abused and stuff, and you were like, I don't want to know that. Didn't you mention that before? I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But it, even okay. even an abused child certainly sounds more reasonable than a uh, rune cult, <laughs> explained cult. by the future Ant Man, <laughs> in explicit yeah. detail. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So no, Rob Zombie will not be putting Michael Myers in a in a rock circle. I can promise you that. Oh, thank goodness, a rock circle. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh my god, uh, it worked. Even the chain net made more <laughs> sense than that. You know, it's funny when when uh, Loomis comes walking over to Myers. He started kicking the stones out of the way, and I'm sitting there going. He's gonna come back. He can get out of that circle now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, it's not even him. like it's like it's a magnetic field. <laughs> I didn't know what the frig they were doing in that circle. I know, like in in like the occult, they 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 can't get in or out of the circle that they make. But whatever, it wasn't even Myers, so it didn't matter. Yeah, Myers got out. Of he the was circle. already out. That's fine. Like, Peace. No question like, for you. Maybe George. he was just standing there in the circle, confused. George, are you mm, going like, to watch Halloween 2007 on Prime? Is that your preferred service? Uh, I mean, I actually have that on DVD. I usually use. I usually borrow a DVD from Travis unless he doesn't have it. Well, because we need to no. decide which cut you're watching. I um, have both. I have the unrated, and I think I have the rated. I have both. Okay. Well, we need to. I had this movie, but it was uh, turned out to be one of those convention copies. Oh yeah, the producers cut terrible, utter garbage. Yeah. But it is yeah. amazing to think that that's how we knew the producers cut in the '90s, and now it's like in mm-hmm. 4K coming soon. Like that's wild. Yeah. Good it, job it, it to Dimension the, uh, for not throwing all that footage away. We got the Snyder cut of Halloween Six. So I guess the question, Travis, then, do you want to watch the unrated cut or do you want to watch the rated R theatrical cut? Um, I'm trying to remember what's the time difference between the two and if it's really necessary to watch the unrated. I'm sure it's, if it's Rob Zombie, it's just probably just more gratuity. It is gratuitous. Uh, it yeah. is 11 minutes longer. Okay. So not huge difference. It's not that much. Uh, but it looks like most of it is, according to this quick summation from moviecensorship.com, uh, it is mostly like plot. It's not just a bunch of gore. So it's not 11 okay. minutes of stabbing. It might actually be worth watching. So let's watch the unrated. Let's watch the unrated. So I'm we're down. watching the unrated 2007 version of Halloween, directed by Robert uh, Zombie. Yes. It's a sick last name. Yeah. Fitting. <laughs> fitting last name. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, listeners, George. Thank you. Thanks, listeners. We Did really you prepare that? We re- yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate you. Um especially if you're watching these movies. Especially when they're this bad. Mm. <laughs> um it's uh There's a few people that actually believe this is a good movie. <laughs> when you're when you're still with us through times like these it means you're a true friend. Our movie recession. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Aw. No, that felt good. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the unrated director's cut 
of Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween. Sorry in advance.